Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, September 16th, 2019. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Patrick Murphy. Patrick, this Ohio State team, I think we all expected them to be very good. I mean, they look dominant. They look great. Um, I already had high expectations for this team. They've, I've taken those up a notch. Um, and just the way they just blew the doors off Indiana 51-10, to a week after just waxing Cincinnati 42 to nothing, I just could not be more impressed with what I'm seeing from Ryan Day's football team. Yeah, I think it would be hard to be. Uh, you know, We came into the year with pretty high expectations. This is a Buckeye team that's supremely talented. Obviously, they've recruited very well. Um, they've had success in recent years, but with, with Urban Meyer retiring and uh, you know, a changeover in staff, um, especially on the defensive side of the ball, we we certainly had some question marks. And through the first few weeks of the season here, it seems like most of those have been answered. You know, what was Justin Fields going to be? Well, in his first, you know, three games as Ohio State's starting quarterback, he's uh, you know seemed to be answering the bill. Um, you know, putting up yards through the air and on the ground, getting the Buckeyes into the end zone, whether whether he's on the end of it or not. Um, you know, the running game has continued um, from from week one and built each week with J.K. Dobbins. He looks like the bell cow back he talked about all off season. The receivers don't seem to be missing a beat after losing three senior wide receivers, and the defense looks much improved. Um, offensive line looks, you know, I could go on and on. We could talk about each position piece by piece, but I think uh, so far everyone is exceeding expectations. What I will say is I don't think this team has been fully challenged. I thought Cincinnati was going to be that challenge, and maybe it was, and maybe this is just a really good football team. But, um, yeah, until we get into really get into Big Ten play and you know, facing the, the Wisconsin's and, and some of those teams who have also looked really good, um, you know, I, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I've been very impressed with Ohio State so far under Ryan Day. Yeah, it's very exciting for Buckeye fans. I mean, because I'm sure like there's a lot of Buckeye fans that were um, very confident in this team, but still, you know, in the back of their mind, maybe in the forefront of their mind, they still were had a little bit of concern when you replace a legend like Urban Meyer. And then Ryan Day looks like um, the latest home run hire for Ohio State: Jim Tressel, Urban Meyer, Ryan Day. I know it's very early. Uh, I know we had the one year of Luke Fickle as well, um, but really, I mean, the three. <laughs> Coaches since John Cooper so far looking. Obviously, Trestle and Urban were Grand Slam home runs, and, and Ryan Day is looking like that so far. Again, very early. Um, so let's talk about, you know, you touched on this a little bit. I mean, 
what do you expect moving forward? You know, just how high, you know, has your expectations been raised? Like, you know, what are, are do you think this is a playoff team now? Do you think this is a Big Ten championship team now? And, um, you know, who do you think the Buckeyes' biggest threat is in the Big Ten? And this, I tell you, Patrick, this Big Ten, as you know, is not looking as strong as we thought. Uh, they had a bad week this last week. But just, you know, just what are your expectations now for Ohio State? And who do you think their biggest threat is in the Big Ten? Coming into the season, I thought this is a team that had the potential to make the playoffs, just based on talent alone, um, you know, with with how well they've recruited um, at the end of the, the Urban Meyer era. And so far, they've done nothing to, to change that. Um, now, I do think that if, if, you know, given these first few games, this looks like a team that should make the playoff. Um, you know, I know currently in the, the AP and coaches poll, they're ranked number six, but obviously there's a lot of football left to be played. So, you know, in my mind, this team is doing everything right, uh, offensively, defensively. There have been few weaknesses, and the weaknesses that we have seen early on, I think the next week you've seen improvements in that area. So that's a very good sign and the sign of a team that I think should make the college football playoff. Um, Now I reserve the right to change that opinion um, as the season goes on, obviously. But from what I've seen so far, as for the the biggest test, I'm still a little nervous about that trip to Nebraska. Uh, I think that that's a team that, while they haven't played up to their level or up to the hype, I guess I should say, from the preseason, is still a very talented team. Um, I think Scott Frost is a very good coach, and I think when Ohio State comes in, they're going to be about as dialed in as they've been all season. So that game is still a little nervy, I think, from an Ohio State perspective. The Northwestern game on the road, a Friday night game, uh, which will change your whole week. I think guys, when they get in a routine, you have to change that for just one week. That could throw things off a little bit. I think Ohio State certainly has the talent and coaching to win that game. But, you know, if you if, if you mess things up too much for, for routine guys, uh, maybe it, it makes it closer than necessary. And then, you know, Wisconsin looked very good. Um, while Michigan hasn't looked good, we all know what that game is. So there's definitely still places for Ohio State to trip up. Um, as you mentioned, the Big Ten has not looked as good as maybe we expected coming into the year. So, you know, does a one-loss Big Ten champion get into the playoff? I think, you know, we can have that debate as we get further further down the road. But I think right now Ohio State needs to focus on, and they have each week, handling their business. Um, I think Ryan Day is very determined to not have an Iowa, a Purdue-type game that they just inexplicably lose way worse than they should. Um, but, you know, I think right now this team's focus should be obviously one week at a time, but but being undefeated. You know, it's been a while since we've we've seen an undefeated Ohio State team. That was Urban Meyer's first year. And uh, this team right now, like I said at the beginning, looks like a team that could do that. Um, but, you know, take it one game at a time and, and you know, re- really focus on getting better each week. And, and I think that's what they've done so far. Yeah, they were favored by you know by kickoff. I think it was down to like sixteen and a half against Cincinnati for a while. It was seventeen. Um, they win that game forty-two to nothing. Uh, they were early on favored by like fifteen and a half over Indiana. Then you know uh, by kickoff it was like eighteen and a half. Uh, they win that game by forty-one. Uh, th- I mean, this team is just so impressive right now. Um, I guess the only bad thing to come out of the Indiana game, Tyreek Smith. There wasn't a lot of talk about this because they're not talking about injuries over there. Um, sophomore defensive end had to leave the Indiana game. Looked like he was in street clothes in the second half. Um, again, I don't think we're going to get it, you know, much of anything till Friday about that. But uh, um, not good news if true. He had off-season 
surgery. I believe it was uh, groin surgery, but I think whatever he did with that, I don't think this was related to that. I think this was like a shoulder injury or something like that. Just what do you, what did you see? What did you uh, what are you hearing about Tyreek Smith? Yeah, at the game we didn't even notice he was out until I think people started to hear about it from from guys that that were, were watching at home. Um, so you know that was kind of a surprise to me and. <laughs> You know, I think that uh, that just shows kind of the depth that this defensive line has. And obviously Tyreek Smith and Tyler Friday, along with Jonathan Cooper, who's yet to play, uh, all three missed the the opening game. And Ohio State was still fine against Florida Atlantic defensively. But, um, yeah, I think this is an unfortunate loss if if he has to miss more time. Um, I wrote about Tyreek Smith last week. He uh, came in against Cincinnati, got his first career sack. I thought looked very good. Ryan Day said, you know, he could be in the a guy who could be next in line with the Bosa's and the Chase Youngs of the world. Um, he said he, you know, he, well, he doesn't like those comparisons. He wants to be Tyreek Smith, but he also wants to be the best defensive end Ohio State's had. So, you know, those are lofty goals for for a kid who certainly has the talent. Has only been playing football for a few years. Started in high school. Um, admitted that coming to Ohio State was a bit of a shock to his system because he couldn't just use his athleticism. He had to really refine his skills, and I think he started to do that. So hopefully this wasn't a, a huge issue. Obviously in a game like that, when you start to pull away before halftime, maybe you are a bit more cautionary, precautionary with, with guys. But, um, yeah, this is this is the negative side of, of not talking about injuries is we won't know much until Friday. Um, unless we hear things from from other people, but haven't heard much yet. We'll see what we hear throughout the week, but hopefully he's able to get back. Hopefully Jonathan Cooper is able to get back, and they can really start rolling even more guys through on this defensive line, especially the defensive end position. Yeah, looking at this defense, you know, you, you know, with a couple guys banged up, uh, especially a key guy like Tyreek Smith, um, this defense is one of the best defenses that I've seen during my te- my time covering the team, even going back to my, my younger days as just a fan, my time in college as a fan. Um, I mean, you think r- recently the 2016 defense really stands out. That was an excellent defense. With, you, know, that, you, you think about that defensive backfield with you know, Malik Hooker and Garyon Conley and Marshawn Lattimore, all first-round picks um, that you know, left after that year. And then they had, oh, some guy named Denzel Ward that was the number three corner as a sophomore on that team, number four overall pick the, the year after that. So that, that 2016 defense was stacked. Um, they even had true freshman Nick Bosa, who played really well, and many other guys who were very good. But, uh, you know, I think back to, obviously, 2002. That's always going to be up there as one of the best defenses we've seen at Ohio State. You know, all 11 starters um, take, you know, were NFL draft picks. And the latest that of any of those guys that were taken was Donnie Nicky in the fifth round. Those those guys were first, second, third-round guys from that 2002 National Championship defense, even the 2014 National Championship defense. But, man, Patrick, this 2019 defense, they're talented, they're fast, they're physical, and they're well-coached. We're seeing guys that are going to be first-round picks for sure in this coming draft. A Chase Young, Jeff Okuda, Willie Harrison, I think will be like a second-day pick. You know, like a second rounder probably. I mean, he he could be a first rounder. I mean, he has that look, but I bet being a linebacker will be more of a second rounder. Um, so many other guys. Devon Hamilton's playing great. Um, I you know just I could go on and on. Jordan Fuller, Sean Wade. I, I just. This defense, you know, let me ask you this question, and, you know, you can throw multiple years out there like I just did, but this is the best Ohio State defense since, dot, 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 question mark, Patrick Murphy? I think that's still to be determined. Uh, You know, three games is, is, as we said earlier, a small sample size, and 
It's not as if they played, have played the most elite offenses, but still the 12th-ranked defense in the country right now, allowing 252, just over, just under 253 yards per game. Um, and, you know, that doesn't tell everything, I don't think. They've obviously brought uh, backups into the game in, in all of the three games so far. So, uh, you know, I want to see this defense really tested. And I, I think that will go to, to answer our question. I think you know, that'll start to happen here in a couple weeks when we really get into Big Ten play and watch watch the Buckeyes against some better offenses. But so far, like you mentioned, I think it's been very impressive. The scheme that these coaches have come up with is really – really seems to fit these players. You know, a, a guy like Pete Warner, who last year fans were, were very off on, I think is, is you know really changing some people's minds. He was, again, one of the top tacklers. If not, I think he tied for the team lead in tackles again. Just seems to be all over the field making plays. And, you know, this, the, the way he's playing, it fits his, his style, the way he wants to play. Uh, you know, Damon Arnett, another guy who hadn't played well consistently throughout his Ohio State career you know he's he's not been phenomenal for these first three games but you also haven't seen anything where you're like oh Damon Arnett again the penalties are down he obviously had the pick six um you know which was a great run after catch for him on on Saturday uh the list goes on you listed a variety of guys as well so the the way the coaches have made this scheme fit the players gotten the right players out on the field I think so far um you know it looks like this defense should be mentioned with, with the ones you mentioned, um, 2016, 2002, those, those type of elite defenses. We'll see down the road where they end up, but I think they're right in, in the mix with those guys, at least so far. Yeah, yeah, I think back in 2005 is another great defense yeah. that year. Um, that you know, if they didn't run into, <laughs> they played national, future national champion Texas, you know, here in Columbus, and if not for the quarterback shuffling, uh, Ohio State likely wins that game. Even with the quarterback shuffling, they should have won that game. Um, but uh, and I understand, you know, just to digress for a second, I understand why Trust did that because that was. You know, I think people in retrospect give Trestle a hard time that he played both Justin Zwick and Troy Smith and kind of rotated them in that game. And that was Troy Smith's first game coming back from suspension. So Trestle is not the right. type of guy who's going to be like, okay, you know, even though you served your time, your two game suspension, you got to set out the Alamo Bowl against Oklahoma State, and then the season opener against Miami of Ohio, and then um, Tress decided we're going to play both quarterbacks. And, you know, they still should have won. But anyway, I, you know, and then they lost to a really good Penn State team on the road. But that 2005 Ohio State defense was tremendous as well. But, yeah, this one's right up there. You know, as far as NFL talent, as far as what they're going to do um, on the field, in my opinion, this year, I think we're going to look back on the 2019 defense as, oh, wow, that was that was a great defense. 1996 is another one to go way back to the original Silver Bullets. That's the year that it was coined. 1996 defense was tremendous. So, uh, love talking some defense. Uh, and, but, you know, we'll finish the show with some offense. Um there's been a lot of praise about, you know, tons of praise, uh, you know, toward Justin Fields and rightfully so. I mean, he looks great. Um, you know, but the running backs and, and I think the offensive line, you know, they might not be getting enough publicity. I, I, you know, I know it's still a small sample size, but I like what I'm seeing from the running backs. You know, J.K. Dobbins, Master T continues to look like he's going to be a future standout, maybe a current standout. Um, he looks like Joe Montgomery, but better. And Joe Montgomery was really good. Um, Maybe that's just the number 33, but no, I think they, they kind of look like similar players, just Master Teague looks better and faster. Uh, and the offensive line looks good. Just uh, what are you seeing from the running backs in the O-line, Patrick? A lot of good stuff, especially on Saturday. That was about as well as, as they'd played collectively, I think. It was uh, 
you know, Ryan Day called the first game a funky performance. He said there were some runs that, that just didn't, you know, JK just didn't hit the hole or the, the hole wasn't there. Um, still ended up with, with almost 100 yards rushing. So JK still had a pretty decent day, but they were much, they being the offense, were much more pleased with the performance last week or two weeks ago now um, against Cincinnati where, where he was well over 100 yards and, and got out of the game just after the, the halftime. Um, but this past week, I thought, was was about as good as I've seen this group play yet. Um, obviously, J.K. had had the very big day. Um, two touchdowns, one through the air, one on the ground. Probably should have had another one that he dropped early in the game, but 193 yards. I was hoping he uh, stayed in the game for one more carry to try and bust a 10-yard run and, and get to his career high rushing, which he set last year against Maryland. Um, but they got Master Teague in the game, and all he did was 106 yards on 10 carries. So not a bad day for either of them. And credit to the O-line. I don't know if they got enough credit after the game for, for what they did. Um, the players and coaches gave them a lot of credit, but nationally I don't think people were talking about them as much. This is a guy. They, this is a group that had to replace four guys um, and four experienced guys, and they've done well so far this year. A few hiccups in that first game, and, and obviously that's to be expected, but I think they've done very well. One play that stood to me in particular on the O-line, and I don't remember exactly when it was in the game, but they uh, got, Indi- or, yeah, got Indiana to, to jump offside, and Josh Myers snaps the ball. And I'm not even sure Justin Fields called for it, uh, but he was you know, obviously able to catch it. And they took a shot downfield, but just a heads-up play by Josh Myers to get the ball off. You, know, you see that a guy's jumped offside. You know, that's, that's a kid who's only played, only started in, in three games. So stuff like that is, is starting to help. Um, are starting to happen for this line, and that's starting to help the Buckeyes. And obviously, they're opening up holes and protecting Justin Fields pretty well. Good stuff from Patrick Murphy. Thank you very much, Patrick, and thank you very much to all the listeners out there for tuning into the show. I appreciate it. Hope everyone has a great day. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is the next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You don't want to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount Plus.